Beliefs are the story we tell ourselves. And the story that we tell ourselves is the emotions that we've had in the past. So what your body is saying, what your hormones are saying, are telling you is how you perceive the relationships around you. If you don't love management, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love yourself, you can't lead others. Okay, now I've got to be consciously different in how I'm going to structure and create my life. If not, I'm going to live the same pattern based on the DNA that my dad did. We've only learned relationships with the ones we've basically just watched other people. We watched our parents with it. We watched our families with it. And that's how we navigated it. So our beliefs, our stories, our relationships of what we currently have are simply just the stories that we've told ourselves of how relationships are supposed to be. And so because of that, we don't actually get to appreciate what relationships really are and creating them. What we do is we become reactive in our relationships versus proactive in creating them. And so we never get to really create relationship. What we do is we live patterns epigenetically of previous relationships. Constantly, we're navigating through this and we're reacting to what relationships are supposed to be. But now, you have a different environment that's changing, constantly changing, that's allowing people to think about things differently. You guys here are like the cream of the crop that obviously want to learn and grow and, and think differently. It's a it's an amygdala-based response, which is lower in the, the cognitive awareness inside of it because you're stuck in a pattern that is just on need basis, just survival in that. But based on those statements, every one of them is a place of survival. So if relationships are not high in your values, you'll consider them to be survival mechanisms versus thriving mechanisms inside of it. Right? I want you to think about this from the premise of relationships for yourself. Like, What does it mean to have these beliefs, right? Like maybe you sit and said that, you know what, intimacy is a chore. Maybe it's work. And then you look at your life and you look at your behavior and sit and say, well, why would I want to be intimate with, any, intimate with anyone? And managing people, like that's not really fun. And management is not fun. So why is my business stuck? Or leadership. It's scary. People are going to judge me. Then why would I, why would you create a business or a company or some sort of leadership type position? All of this has to do with how we relate to it inside of it. And all of it has to relate to our own judgments and fears. So our beliefs are the story we tell ourselves. And the story that we tell ourselves is the emotions that we've had in the past. And the emotions that we've had in the past is what's holding us up where we are today. Where we are today is 100% the identity we've held on to in the past. And if we're going to move forward from here, we've got to create a new identity. Your relationship will never grow the identity that you're in. It won't. It has. It'll be impossible to. If your identity of a relationship is a chore, as Nate was saying, maybe something that's a lot of work and it's, it's a responsibility and, and things that you need to get done, the relationship won't grow beyond that. You may have a partner next to you, but you're not going to be loving around that partner because there's two types of love that I want to talk to you about. There's the animal love, which is the parts of yourself, which are the animals filling the needs, the lower part of the brain. And then there's the, I want to call it for lack of better words here, the higher love. And this is the higher love where you feel a deep resonance 
of love with an individual. Not based on the premise of something that is chaotic, but rather a systematic approach to loving the person for all of who they are. That's what we want to get into. That's really where we want to take this. Because, you know, in management, they say that love is not in business. If you can't take love out of business, I'm sorry, you just can't. Because leadership and business is about people. And if you don't love people for who they are, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love management, you can never lead an organization. If you don't love yourself, you can't lead others. Because the relationships you are in are not about the other person. The body is the conduit of consciousness. And it's the conduit of what's going on in the world around you. It's the conduit of telling you what's going right or wrong with your environment. So what your body is saying, what your hormones are saying, are telling you is how you perceive the relationships around you. The whole body is a neuroendocrine system. If we don't understand that the neurology controls our physiology through hormones, then we're going to create a lopsided answer to symptoms that will show up in our body. What we've got to do is understand how this whole thing works. And then you get to decide what you want to do. Because you don't need to be in a state of judgment with this person. You don't need to be in a state of chaos with this individual. And you can actually be in a state of love with them because you love yourself. And if you want to love yourself, you have to love everything around you. And every experience as a part of it. And every person as a part of that experience. And the objectives of every relationship we're under is to make sure we get into balance with ourself and those around us. When we do, we access different glandular systems in our body. If you look at religious context of relationship, which is great, they talked about two souls coming together. I think it's very valuable. Two souls, two pieces of light coming together to fulfill in each individual. It's about becoming whole in that relationship. It's about making a relationship about filling the parts of yourself that are missing. That's what the word fulfillment means. It means to fulfill yourself. But I just wanted to go through all of this. But when I say sugar management is how we use sugar, how we do, how do we use the sugar? The testosterone is going to have muscle and they're going to use more sugar inside. Them. The estrogen is going to have less muscle and they're going to actually have more fat and they're going to hold on to that right but what uses more sugar fat or muscle muscle and so the testosterone uses more sugar burns more calories burns more sugars inside that so the energy management of that is catabolic and TSH controls the catabolism breaks it down and women are more estrogenic and more nurturing inside that Right? That's why mothers, you're much more nurturing than a, ma than a man is. Right? You're much more nurturing. That's who you are by nature. That's what's made up to be you. And men, you're less. You're less inside that. If you're a single person, what is it? But as an individual, you're looking to become in a relationship, you're looking for pieces that will fulfill you on to fulfill the pituitary function to open up yourself which is the pineal function hormones of your system are determining how your body functions 
and TSH is such an important hormone, the thyroid stimulating hormone. And if you were at creation, you understood growth and decay, for lack of better words here. And as an individual, how you grow and decay is just as important into the grand universal spectrum of this entire thing. Because a relationship isn't, wouldn't be valuable if it didn't fit into a whole puzzle. A relationship is not just for you to go boink around, have some sex once in a while, and, and call it a day. And, and like that's that's not the purpose of the relationship. It's got to fit into this grander matrix of the world, and the grander matrix of the entire system of the cosmos and the universe. How does it do that? How does our health play into that? And how do we navigate it? That's the purpose, and that's kind of the discussion. So, how does this whole dynamic of relationships take place? How does this whole thing even start? and begin in the early stages. So if we look at a relationship dynamic from the very early stages, the first relationship we have is our parents, right? Our mother, to be specific, inside that. Now we have a relationship with our father, of course, at some level, but it's our mom that's our first relationship. And our mother being our first relationship imparts upon us different genes, different pools, their emotions into us. How many people have realized at some point or another, until you made a conscious decision to be different, you basically relived the same patterns your parents did? Did anyone ever realize that? Okay, now I've got to be consciously different in how I'm going to structure and create my life. If not, I'm going to live the same pattern based on the DNA that my dad did. That makes pretty much logical sense, right? If you have the same pattern as someone else, you're going to follow the same pattern in the future. I said, okay. That's when you change the process of the psychology to, in essence, change the process of the methylation that happens in your DNA. Now, you're looking at it and saying, okay, what does DNA have to do with attraction? Everything. Everything to do with attraction. Because you as a human being, me as a human being, we are not attracting into our life anything that, that does not fulfill our DNA at the smallest level. You are consciously not making a decision. Women, you are consciously not making a decision. Because your DNA and your neurology are looking for things that are corresponding to fulfill its values in a state of fight or flight at 0 .008th of a second. You don't even consciously have the ability for the neuron to fire to the brain before you sit and say, I like this or I don't like this. The brain has already decided it. What's happening is that you are actually, your DNA that's methylated is looking for the opposite partner to fulfill that DNA. Attraction is not built on your cognitive awareness. It's built on a biochemical neuroendocrine response. And what you find attractive is just the things that are needed to procreate. Hey guys, if you like that video, click on the link over here and you're going to love the next video.